I am so tired of seeing these straight actors win awards for playing gay characters. You know who really deserves an Oscar? Me, for pretending to be straight and athletic in high school gym class. Hello, my LGBTQUTs, and welcome back to another episode of A Jaded Gay. I'm Rob Loveless, and today I am a jaded gay just because I am so worn out. I feel like I have so many things going on. I've been spreading myself way too thin. I've recognized it, and I've been going through a lot, and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm almost there, but I need to keep pushing myself just to kind of get over this hump. But I'm really just exhausted and worn out, and I really need to take some time for myself to rest. And I'm not doing that, unfortunately. And instead, here I am recording a podcast for all of you because that is how much I care about you. So you can show the support by becoming a supporter on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. That's right. It's the least you could do to thank me. Just kidding. But kind of. I mean, I'd appreciate the support. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Anyway, while we're talking about selling ourselves out, let's talk about Hollywood. You know, every now and then we touch upon a pop culture topic. You know in the past we talked about queer representation on TV and the stereotypical gay best friend character. And today I wanted to cover a topic that's adjacent to those episodes, and that's straight actors playing gay roles. Now, obviously, way back when in the 1990s, when we really started getting some LGBTQ plus representation on TV, we had mostly straight actors in these roles. And as the years have gone on, this representation has evolved and we've seen a rise in more openly gay characters, which is great. But we still see straight actors starring as gay characters. And some people think that's wrong, while others are indifferent to it. Even our own community has differing views on if straight actors should play gay roles. So we're going to get into it in a bit today. But first, you know the drill, let's pull the tarot card. Ooh, and today we have a jumper. I was literally splitting the deck and this card jumped out, so I'm assuming that's what wants to be read today. And that card is a Major Arcana card. It is Justice. As you know, Major Arcana, really big shifts in our lives, so this is something to really pay attention to. And Justice is number 11, so in numerology, we add double digits together. 1 plus 1 equals 2. The number 2 is tied to choice, duality, and partnership. And also in the Major Arcana, the High Priestess is number 2, so this card is somewhat tied to that. And Justice, really, you can just think about, you know, the scales of justice. You know, truth, balance, making decisions, all that fun stuff. And this card depicts a woman on it holding a sword in one hand and the scales of justice on the other side. So with that sword, we can interpret it to be representative of the suit of swords in the minor arcana. As you know, that is tied to the element of air. So that's very action oriented. You know, think about how we communicate our principles, our structure and philosophy. But having this woman sitting on the card wearing her red cloak, it's also indicative of feminine energy, which is asking us to reflect and meditate. And really, that's important because we're at a point where we might be having to make a tough decision. And we really need to use truth and logic over emotion to make that decision. And usually this card is a good sign that if we're seeking justice that we're going to be receiving that. Or it can appear when we're making an important choice with potential long-term effects. So it's really reminding us that we really need to sit with this, think through, use our logic, and make a rational decision. But at its core, the justice card is really symbolic of truth. And that means our own truth, whether it's that we have to, you know, really take the time to understand what feels right to us or, you know, find ways to better assert ourselves to speak our truth to have better outcomes for ourselves. So from scales of justice to cinema, let's talk about these straight actors. And I'm going to start off with my own opinion before we get into some research. You know, in an ideal world where there was true equality, then fine, it wouldn't be a big deal if a straight actor played a gay character. But we don't live in a truly equal world. 
You know, people always say, well, things have improved for LGBTQ plus people, and they have, but that still doesn't mean that things are great for us. You know, we've been seeing an increase in anti-LGBTQ plus legislation being introduced, and previously, safe spaces for LGBTQ plus people continue to be targeted by hate. So we're not equal. And when you put it in the scope of Hollywood, think of it this way. Straight actors, when they're cast in a queer role, maybe it's some stepping out of their typical roles played in TV and movies. So on the surface level, it may not seem like a big deal. Because, hey, isn't it great that we're getting some form of LGBTQ plus representation in the media, even if it's being portrayed by a straight person? But for gay actors, they tend to be typecast in gay roles. You know, they may never be cast as the leading man in a blockbuster movie because they may not be perceived as being quote-unquote manly enough. So gay actors are being typecast in gay roles, but then when a straight actor is cast in a gay role, it's already taking the limited opportunities away from them. And yes, there's exceptions to every rule. You know, Matt Bomer recently played the straight husband in the Netflix show Echoes, which was great, loved it, highly recommend. And I love Matt Bomer, but he is straight passing, which nothing wrong with that. But for many gay actors, they may not be able to break into that kind of role. And at times, when you have a straight actor playing a gay role, they may lean into deep-rooted stereotypes for a campy comedic effect, which kind of diminishes the gay character. For example, in 2021, the miniseries Halston debuted on Netflix, which I didn't even know about this story before. But it's a biographical drama about the designer Roy Halston, an openly gay fashion designer who rose to fame in the 70s. And Ewan McGregor, who is straight, was cast to play Halston. And he is very campy and effeminate in the series, which this was a biographical show, so he had material to work with regarding Halston's mannerisms and tone. But that's a prime example. Here's an authentic gay character that a straight man is playing. And the kicker is, the series was done by Ryan Murphy, who I'm sure you all know is an openly gay television writer. And Ryan Murphy has done this before, casting straight actors in gay roles, which pisses me off. Like, sure, we've seen a rise in LGBTQ plus characters in the media, and that representation is great, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it feels like it's falling a bit flat if that representation is being portrayed by straight people and taking away opportunities from queer actors. And as a reminder, GLAD's Where We Are on TV report for 2021 to 2022 found that only 11.9% of characters on scripted broadcast primetime programming for the 2021 to 2022 season were LGBTQ+. So there's a limited number of roles for queer actors. And again, that's just my personal opinion. I've dated guys in the past who think it's not a big deal for straight actors to play gay roles, so the community is divided on this. But it does raise a question, which maybe it is a personal one, but is it okay for straight actors to play gay roles? Well, here's a quote from a 2022 Refinery29 article that I think is really powerful. The debate over the casting of LGBTQ characters in movies and TV isn't about ability. Actors obviously do not have to have things in common with the characters they play to make their performances convincing. That said, the lived experiences of marginalized groups are so specific and complex that a level of personal understanding can make the portrayal more authentic. Additionally, Leo Shang, who is a regular on the series The L Word, Generation Q, who is also trans and queer, says, Of course we play characters that are nothing like us, and we don't always have a shared identity, but when we do, I do think it makes it more, to me, compelling. In that article, Shang goes on to point out that while LGBTQ representation is increasing on the screen, that's not necessarily happening behind the scenes. LGBTQ plus people aren't necessarily being brought into production or into writing rooms at the same rate as straight people. Shang then raises these questions. Are queer people in the driver's seat of these stories? Are they the ones writing and producing it? And if they are, are they casting somebody who maybe is not queer but feels like they embody this character? 
Now, there is the argument that criticizing straight people for taking roles that depict LGBTQ plus characters can have the effect of further limiting opportunities for queer and trans people to take roles that depict straight or cis characters. You know, if these roles and storylines are criticized for not being portrayed or written by members of the LGBTQ plus community, Hollywood may be hesitant to put forward more TV shows and movies with LGBTQ plus representation for fear of criticism. Or additionally, there may be people out there who believe in all or nothing and may think, okay, so straight people can't play gay characters, then gay actors can't play straight characters. Well, regarding the second point, Jasmine Johnson, the senior vice president of development at the entertainment company Crypt TV, says, When we start to have conversations around should straight actors be allowed to play LGBTQ plus roles, I just don't understand why people aren't asking the tandem question to that, which is why aren't more queer actors being allowed to play roles outside of their queerness? Basically, straight actors have been cast in roles depicting LGBTQ plus people for years, whether it's right or not. Meanwhile, out LGBTQ plus people have been quietly blocked from taking roles that depict straight people. And Johnson is quoted as saying, I do not feel like queer actors are given the same opportunity to play roles outside of their queerness that straight actors are given. And even with some biases aside, there are some additional obstacles. Certain actors may not be out as LGBTQ plus or aren't sure exactly how they identify yet. And understandably, casting directors can't ask outright about an actor's sexuality without it veering into what might be considered discriminatory practices, even if the intent is positive. Jacqueline Tabani, who is Leo Shang's co-star on The L Word Generation Q, says, We have to rely on actors to make themselves visible, which it's not always safe for actors to do. And additionally, we've seen a number of cisgender actors playing transgender characters. In fact, I'd recommend watching the documentary Disclosure, Trans Lives on Screen on Netflix, which takes an in-depth look at Hollywood's depiction of transgender people and the impact of their stories on transgender lives and American culture. But going back to the Refinery29 article, it closes with this. When creating a film or show that includes a representation of the LGBTQ community, the casting process should be just one of a series of thoughtful, intentional conversations around the topic. Producers and studio or network executives must be asking themselves, are we authentically representing the community that we're trying to represent, or have we created a caricature that's probably damaging to that community? So, real quick, off the top of your head, think of all the out-gay actors you know. How many can you name? I'm sure you can think of a handful and you can think of the roles they've played, but on the flip side, ask yourself, have they been able to play both gay and straight roles like Matt Bomer? Or do they usually play an LGBTQ plus character? Now, take this into consideration. On IMDb, there's a page listing straight actors who have played gay roles. It was created in November 2016 and last updated in January 2022. And this list consists of 208 straight actors who have played gay roles. And I'm not going to read all the names, but here's some of them. Robin Williams, Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, Tom Hanks, Antonio Banderas, Matt Damon, Michael Douglas, Charlize Theron, Christina Ritchie, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Sean Penn, James Franco, Jim Carrey, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Daniel Radcliffe, Colin Firth, James Wood, which I find that ironic given his problematic past including some homophobic remarks, but let's not get into it, uh, Hugh Grant, Richard Gere, Kevin Bacon, Jared Leto, Bradley Cooper, Naomi Watts, Meryl Streep, Robert De Niro, Paul Rudd, Dennis Quaid, Farrah Fawcett, Benedict Cumberbatch, Leonardo DiCaprio, John Stamos, Mario Lopez, Julianne Moore, Annette Bening, Christopher Maloney, Emma Stone, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, Judi Dench, Cher, Whoopi Goldberg, 
Will Smith, Piper Parabo, Keanu Reeves, Jada Pinkett Smith, Emily Blunt, Heather Graham, and Martin Sheen. Now, I'm not going through those names to call out those celebrities or cancel them by any means, but I'm trying to illustrate that list shows 208 opportunities taken away from LGBTQ plus actors. In fact, the Gay Times published an article which lists the 10 most financially successful LGBTQ plus films in history. Now, I couldn't find the date of this article, but it's at least from 2019 since it includes a 2019 film in it. But anyway, here they are, starting at number 10, we have The Favorite from 2018, The Hours, 2002, Bruno, 2009, Alexander, 2004, Brokeback Mountain, 2005, The Birdcage, 1996, Rocketman, 2019, Philadelphia, 1993, The Imitation Game, 2014, and number one, Bohemian Rhapsody, 2018. And if you're familiar with those movies and pop culture, then you know most of those movies feature straight actors. In fact, I believe the only movie from that list that had a leading LGBTQ plus person in it was The Birdcage, which Nathan Lane was in. But look at that. Those are our most financially successful LGBTQ plus movies that really don't feature LGBTQ plus people. And it is a bit of a complicated issue because I'm sure some of those actors played gay characters years and years ago before these conversations were being had. And like we previously talked about, Queers Folk and Will and Grace were early pioneers for having openly gay main characters on TV in the late 90s and early 2000s, but the majority of their actors were straight. Now, obviously, both shows were groundbreaking, so I'm not trying to diminish them or retroactively cancel them. Representation was sparse back then, and we weren't having the conversations we're having today. But now it is 2023, and I think this is something industry people should be considering. You know, who is telling these queer stories? Are they queer writers and producers? And who's portraying these roles? Are they queer actors? And to close it out, here's a great excerpt from a 2021 Out article. Don't get us wrong. We love seeing LGBTQ plus narratives on screen but it would be wrong for us not to mention the fact that a lot of film and television's most well-known and awarded queer roles are, more often than not, going to non-queer actors. It's a step in the right direction to see more and more LGBTQ stories, but considering that out actors don't get as many opportunities as their straight colleagues, we still have a long, long way to go when it comes to fair and accurate representation. And connecting it back to the tarot, again, justice, it's really at its core about finding our truth, and we need to search for truth when it comes to media representation of the LGBTQ community. And it goes beyond just the straight actors portraying these roles. It's who's in the room, what writers, what casting directors, what producers are being brought into these conversations. You know, as we've seen historically throughout the past, is it all old white straight men that are trying to create a storyline that they think they can market to somebody that might be creating more of a caricature than an authentic sense of representation? Or are these rooms inclusive of all genders, all sexualities, all races to create truly inclusive storylines and create authentic representation with authentic actors? So just a little food for thought there. And again, obviously there is some divide over whether or not straight actors should be cast in gay roles. And as for everything I've said today, That's my opinion! But I would love to hear your thoughts respectfully on this too. So let me know what you think by sending me an email, rob at ajdgay.com. Uh, or also on Instagram, you can message me at ajdgaypod. And ask your friends what they think too. Maybe share this episode with them and you know have a conversation about their thoughts on whether straight actors should play gay roles, if it matters, if it doesn't. Because again, I think everybody has their own opinion on this. And you know these conversations have become more and more frequent as we see more straight actors being cast in gay roles, even in 2023. So it's something worth talking about. 
Anyway, thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow the podcast on Instagram, TikTok, SoundCloud, and YouTube at Pod. You can also follow me personally, Rob Loveless, on Instagram at Rob underscore Loveless. You can also support the show on Patreon, becoming a monthly donor for as little as $1 a month at Pod. And remember, every day is all we have, so you got to make your own happiness. Bye. And the Oscar for most awkward closet high schooler goes to me. I'd like to thank the Academy.